0: Well, we're back for part two. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. You're getting a double dose of disappointment from us today.
1: That's going to be our new thing, isn't it?
0: (laughs) Hi, welcome to Reality Bites, Megan and Jay. We're back now jumping into the new season of 90 Day Fiance The Other Way, which I have said all along is one of my favorite versions of the show. I love watching Americans who grew up in very western, modernized, industrialized countries go to other parts of the world where life is vastly different.
1: And even though the Americans do typically travel at some point to the other countries to visit to visit there's always that knowledge of oh man this is terrible can't wait till i get back to america sleep
0: in my own bed
1: but in this version "Mm, this is my future oh boy what am i gonna do
0: yep they are moving for good now this is a smaller cast than we're used to in the past normally we have upwards of like eight couples this season of the other way is only six couples Two of whom we did not get to meet last night. So there are two couples. Well, Devin and Jihoon, we do already know. Right. They have already been on past seasons of 90 Day Fiancé. But we do have a brand new couple. Is it Melissa? Is that how you say it? Or Maliza?
1: I think it's Maliza. Maliza. Like Maliza.
0: Maliza. She's from Columbia. She's 29. Tim is 34. He's from Texas. We will meet them next week, I'm assuming. Right. Or maybe in episode three, because sometimes TLC will throw a brand new couple into the mix halfway through the season, and we're all like, okay, well, who's that? (laughs) That is true. (laughs) So, the four couples that we kind of hyper-focused in on last night, a returning couple, Jenny and Sumit, Mm -hmm. who a lot of people would say is one of their favorite couples in 90 Day Fiance history. At least my best friend who lives out in Portland, she was like, I can't wait to watch just for Jenny and Sumit.
1: I do like Jenny and Sumit. I really like Sumit. I mean, he's It's an
0: unconventional story, but so far, at least would seem to suggest that you can find your person despite the age difference and the cultural barriers and the all of it. And still come together and find your happily ever
1: after. And I always pull for the nice guys, and Smith seems like an ultimate nice guy, even though he has done
0: a lot of not so (laughs) honest things, weird things. But but then you also kind of have to understand why, right? And the reasoning behind it, not because he's a malicious person, not because he has any ill intent, but because of all of these expectations and outside forces. So we also met last night, Armando, who's thirty-one from San Felipe, Mexico. Kenneth, who's fifty-seven from Florida. Kenneth, by the way, never would have guessed you were 57.
1: Absolutely. I thought, dang.
0: Looks good for 57. Yeah. May we all look that good at 57. We also met Brittany and Yasin. Brittany's 26. She's from Palm Beach, Florida. Yasin is 24. He lives in Amman, Jordan. And then we also met Binyam, who's 29, lives in Ethiopia, and Ariella, who is 28, from Princeton, New Jersey. Who would you like to start with, Jay?
1: Let's see. I kind of want to start with Binyam and Ariella.
0: All right. Very interesting couple to Very me. Very interesting. Like, Ariella, who we learned last night, her father is a physician, her mother is an emergency room nurse, seems to come from a very educated, successful family, Mm -hmm. and yet her parents just must have been hippies, right? Like, had to have just been these total free spirit, because they are so shockingly supportive Of all of these things that she has done over the course of her life.
1: So before she meets her current fiance, she was actually married for 10 years to a gentleman who she met in Argentina when she went down there to go learn Spanish for a couple months. She
0: was 17 when (laughs) she went down there, too. And she went down there for a couple months and then refused to come home. (laughs) Like, what? (laughs) And apparently her parents were just like, all right, cool. Stay in Argentina. Such is life such is life. <laughs> so she talks about this guy that she married and they were married for 10 years and they were, I think, separated for the last, they've been separated for like the last, the last three. three. Yes. And so she's definitely, you can tell, a very kind of hippity-dippity, travel the world, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a child of the universe she's
1: type of person. She's very relaxed hippie, though. She's very kind of very monotone. She doesn't seem to get too high or too low.
0: A lot of the people who come on this show have that in common. Okay. We, over the course of like you know, like a, like a Chantel, Chantel and Pedro. That's true. She's another person who has never quite shown a lot of emotion. emotion yeah, Everything's a little bit robotic. Uh, yes. In a very kind of odd way. And there have been a couple other cast members who fall into that same. Like I would even say to a certain extent, like even Avery a little bit. I was gonna,
1: that's what I was thinking too.
0: Yeah. So Ariella is joining the Avery and Chantel club of people <laughs> who just say things, and you're like, so no emotion whatsoever behind those words. No, not okay. At all interesting. So she talks about how after she comes out of this marriage to the guy from Argentina, she wanted to just travel the world a little bit. And randomly she finds a cheap ticket.
1: Yeah, she's on kayak. It's like, hey, tickets to Ethiopia are super cheap. Why not?
0: Let's go there. <laughs> so she goes to Ethiopia and she says she's she's in a car one night, she's in a taxi, and she sees this guy, Binyum, and for whatever reason, in the spur of the moment, she just decides to go, Hey, don't I know you from somewhere?
1: And she said it worked.
0: And it worked. So they spend a very short period of time together and she gets pregnant. (laughs) So she has to leave Ethiopia. She comes back to the United States. She's been doing all of her prenatal stuff in Princeton, New Jersey. Mm -hmm. And where we pick up with her, she is six months pregnant. Yes. Six months pregnant with Binion's baby. She is about to leave Princeton, New Jersey, Move to Ethiopia so that he can be there for the birth of the child. And I was so stressed out watching her. Talk about the difference in facilities between American hospitals and hospitals in Ethiopia. There are no epidurals Ooh. in Ethiopia, and when she went and talked to her doctor, she and her mom go to talk to their OB/GYN, who is also like a close family friend. Thirty years—that would be so him. weird They've for known me. Him for Thirty years—I'd be like, mm, <laughs> mm, I don't know if I need that guy <laughs> who is a close family friend, knowing all about. <laughs> what's going on under the hood you know what I mean (laughs) so the doctor starts talking about oh well if you deliver early you need to make sure they have a preemie ward and if you need a blood transfusion if something goes wrong a lot of time hospitals don't have blood reserves and and all these things that I was like has she thought about any of this
1: she clearly has not she just wants to go to Ethiopia and live a very humble lifestyle
0: Which hey, power to her. If you're the type of person who can leave all the modern amenities of your life in wealthy New Jersey, like I said, her father's a doctor. Very nice. And then go live in Ethiopia and we haven't seen what those accommodations are gonna look like yet. In some of the previews we have and they don't look
1: They don't look like Princeton, New Jersey at all like that that. as
0: in like there's no refrigerator there's we don't refrigerate things as you know it's it's things are about to get real real for her I think (laughs) so her mom takes her to this doctor's appointment and her mom seems relatively concerned as a mom should be but also relatively okay with all of this
1: right. So their first instinct is, well, she's going to move to Ethiopia within like the week or so, to a couple of weeks, and then she'll have about a three to four week period to kind of decide, yep. okay, is this really what I want to do is have the baby here?
0: Because it's six months pregnant. You're 24 weeks. The doctor said that 32. she- she has up until thirty-two to decide if she wants to come back to so the about U.S. Eight weeks
1: total, and she's moving in a couple weeks. So yeah, she about five, six weeks to kind of decide. All right, can I get back on a plane to the U.S. or are we going to just going to you know
0: just do it the do way it all that,
1: natural? Yeah, up here in Ethiopia? And but
0: but, and, but to her credit, Ethiopian women give birth naturally like that all the time. Yeah, sure. Now, granted, there is a higher mortality rate for pregnant women in Mother Ethiopia. A lot of
1: women don't have the babies in the hospital, and that's why the matri- mortality rate is so high.
0: That's correct as well. So, Ariella, who is, again, about to get on a plane and fly to <laughs> Ethiopia. I do like that her mom's going to go with her. That her is, mom wants yeah. to see the hospitals and talk to the doctors and make sure that the facilities are up to par. And I was like, could she not take an epidural with her? <laughs> like, pack it in her yeah, life. I
1: don't know how that works.
0: <laughs> I mean, I know you can't, but I've in my mind... shows
1: on cable where they like stop you and Locked up you, abroad. Right, yeah. <laughs> so you do that kind of stuff, so I don't know. <laughs>
0: um, but if her mom's an emergency room nurse, I feel like maybe she could get away with it. But I think, this cast is really interesting so far it is i'm very fascinated by some of these couples and i have i can't wait to see how these stories kind of unfold so you know the the first episode of the other way it's just pretty much the americans preparing to go back and checking in with their family and friends and talking about you know um why they're deciding to make this life transition etc so on so ariella who is six months pregnant is about to head to ethiopia and start her life with binyam and we haven't gotten to meet him at all Yet, except we know he's like a dancer,
1: a dancer, and choreographer, and gymnast, and all every, the things, all the other ists, as she says.
0: Yeah, so not only do they have to now navigate a new relationship together, but being new parents together that's tough. I feel like there is a lot of room for things to go south. <sighs>
1: Oh, my gosh. But
0: uh, to be determined as the season goes on. Moving on, kind of want to save Brittany and Yazan for last.
1: Okay, that's fine with me. Let's do um, Armando and Kenneth then. I love them. They're they're a good couple.
0: Armando, 31, from San Felipe, Mexico. Kenneth is 57. He lives in um, St. Petersburg, Florida, who, like we said all along, Kenneth looks incredible for 57. He really does. Fascinated to learn about his journey from Ohio down to Florida and him trying to explore his second Sexuality. He said he always kind of knew that, that something was different. was different. And once he got down to Florida, he he came into his own, and he called his parents, and he told his parents, and they were wonderful about it.
1: Wrote him an eight-page letter, and they're like, oh, it's going to be all right. It's
0: fine. fine. You're our son. We love you. And I just love hearing stories like that. I just think it's incredible. Mind you, this is our first male same-sex couple, whereas last season, Stephanie and Erica, the first same-sex couple in 90 Day Fiance history, right. this is our first uh, male same-sex couple. Now, we find out that he wanted to have a family and as as they're in this backyard doing the barbecue and it's like that's my son Bryce and these are my triplet daughters <laughs> right. and that's my grand. and then I'm like okay so how did this work was he married at some point and that's what I, thought.
1: I was like oh okay and then he probably realized or he finally came out and then but no that wasn't the case
0: absolutely not he had a friend who offered because again I find it fascinating as they're talking about you know back in the the 80s and 90s like you couldn't get in vitro if you weren't a married couple. So he and his friend female friend had to pretend that they were a married couple and this woman carried all four of the children for him.
1: A woman who he did not tap as he says. Yep,
0: didn't do it. They did it the (laughs) scientific way. It was all done in a lab.
1: (laughs) That's a really good friend. I wonder like, I mean, I wonder, did he pay her anything or how does that work? Well, and and he,
0: okay. Another question I have. Just on a technicality logistics standpoint. Mm -hmm. He says he works in property management. In vitro is an extremely Extremely expensive process, and I imagine even back in the eighties, nineties, when when he went through it, it was even
1: more expensive back then. That's what he said.
0: So, how did he get the money?
1: He must have a lot of properties.
0: He must have. He must
1: have a lot of properties, and yeah, like how do you get her to carry twice?
0: Yeah, because the first time they got Bryce, the son, and then the second time she went through the in vitro, she got triplets.
1: I mean, that's just somebody who that's a really good friend.
0: Wow, <laughs> And I wonder, like, does the female friend have any involvement in the kids' lives?
1: Right. Like, there's a lot of stuff. That... I have so
0: many questions just about that part of it alone. But Kenneth has a beautiful family, and they are, I love how loving they are, all are with one another. They've got the little boy Cooper. Um, That's Madison's son. Right. He's about, what, three and a half years old-ish? Three and a half.
1: Uh, The kids are all about three to four years apart. The son is the oldest one, and then the triplets are about three years behind him, so everybody really close yeah. and real connected.
0: And Kenneth has kind of been a father figure... To his grandson since the day the kid was born Madison and Cooper they have lived with Kenneth in his house then he decided to put his house on the market and move into an apartment they all live together in the apartment and the reason he's selling his house is because he's on Facebook in a group
1: for fathers who a support group for uh, single dads gay, Sing- single, gay dads.
0: single dads yes. there it is and he meets Armando in this Facebook group and Armando who lives in Mexico is 31 and has a little girl named Hannah.
1: Who's six years old.
0: And adorable. Yes. So they start communicating through Facebook and then they finally decide that they are going to meet and they spend this time together in Mexico and all of a sudden... This is the one This is the love of my life
1: Kenneth went to California for a wedding He's like hey Mexico's Mm -hmm. right there Boom Let's go hang out Since that point on It was love at first sight And they found This real connection And now he's gonna Move to Mexico With Armando In two weeks In two weeks Yes Armando has a situation Where things are not Quite as progressive Especially where Armando Lives in Mexico And he initially Came out to his family But it didn't go so well
0: Well he didn't come out He was outed Well yeah
1: He was outed
0: So so when we pick up with meeting armando we go to this little village in san felipe and by the way the little doggy daycare that they run adorable (laughs) and uh, armando is essentially telling the story about how difficult it has been to grow up in a country where there is still a lot of homophobia and he it's a very macho culture and he wanted to do what was expected of him so he married a female they had hannah he felt like he was living a lie so he tells his wife i'm gay the wife the next the next day then tells Armando's mother and Armando's mother is basically refuses to, to accept it, right. hear it, anything. And Armando even says, I was forced back into the closet and we never addressed it since that day. So it was Armando's wife who told the mother. So essentially Armando didn't go to his family and say, look, this is who I am. This is what's, this is how I feel, et cetera. So on. Now he did make it sound like his wife was kind of his best friend and that things must have stayed relatively okay between the two of them. Right.
1: They did decide to separate, but they were really close still. And months, only a couple of months after the separation, she was in a tragic car accident where she passed away.
0: Yep. So then, His wife passes away, and now he is the sole caretaker of Hannah. So he lives. Essentially, unlike a little plot of land in close proximity to his sister and his parents and he and Kenny are going to be moving four hours away so that they can kind of get a fresh start. Right. But he told his family that they are filming a, a documentary, much like Yolanda told mm-hmm. her kids that that, hey, this documentary film crew is here to talk about my weight loss journey armando has told his family oh by the way all these camera guys are here to talk about life in mexico and he is now going to have to tell them i'm gay i have met someone we are going to be together we're moving four hours away and i'm taking hannah with me (laughs) that is a lot that
1: is a lot
0: but i i just i love armando so much already I already feel very protective over him,
1: oh, do you? and I
0: already feel like I will go down to San Felipe, have a talk with the family,
1: <laughs> whatever
0: I need to do, Armando, whatever you need me to do, this
1: will go well I'm I'll sure. be
0: there <laughs> you can count on me, you need a babysitter for Hannah, fine, I can do that too, so Kenny is getting ready to leave his life in Florida. He goes to the real estate agent's office. He sells his house. And the the main concern I think a lot of people have is, you know, here in the United States, things are a lot more progressive. There is a lot more acceptance for the LGBTQ plus community, even though we still have a long way to go. We're not there yet. But it's a lot. It's vastly different than what he could encounter going down to Mexico. Not only that, but he takes Madison and Cooper to this like park conservatory type I don't know where they were whatever it was (laughs) jungle-esque place and Madison gets so upset she does and she's so sad you can tell she's fearful because he has been her rock he has been not only her father but Cooper's father and she has lived with him and he's helped raise Cooper and I'm sure it's a lot for her but how wonderful that she was able to like kind of put her emotions aside and say I do want you to be happy I do want you know you to to find your person it's
1: also very interesting because I know with twins especially we see it with Darcy and uh Stacy and just twins I, my brother and my sister are twins they're usually very really really close and so if a situation came up where you know one of them needed a place or they would just move in together. It wouldn't be too odd or too out of character for that to happen, and it I wonder if that will be something that happens down the road.
0: Maybe and maybe it is the case where like the other two triplets are married and maybe. you know, but I would imagine they're not going to like make Madison <laughs> I think she'll be fine. Right. Either she'll stay in the apartment that they're already currently living in or she'll move in with one of the siblings. I just think it's emotionally it's a lot and then he breaks down yeah starts talking about all the guilt that he feels by leaving and you know how he's not abandoning the family and that that got me a little emotional because i was like how that hurt <laughs> Get me in all my feels
1: it is but as we've seen with other children whose parents you know are trying to find love on these episodes of these shows i mean he's 57 you know he's finally found someone it's, it's not quite like Armando who had a soulmate even if it was someone who he didn't connect to on you know that that physical level it was someone who emotionally like you said was his best friend and so he had somebody like that it would appear that the dad never really had that type of long-term relationship right Kenneth.
0: yeah and didn't he say that while he's been raising his children as a single father of four kids He's had two relationships, but neither of those have turned out to be long-term. And I feel really good about... I'm going to go on the record. I was wrong last season, (laughs) but I'm going to go on the record and say I feel good about these two. I feel good about Kenneth and Armando. And I'm hoping that they're going to prove me right because Erica and Stephanie proved me wrong. So I'm going to send... All my positive energy towards I them.
1: Positive energy, but there's a lot of potential for you know, 31 and 57. Big me, age
0: difference. See
1: age difference. But
0: Kenneth doesn't look 57. He,
1: he doesn't look 57. But and
0: Armando seems to have an old soul because
1: he does. Because- there is an
0: underlying sadness to Armando, but I'm hoping that this liberation, this taking this big step towards being in a committed relationship with Kenneth and starting their family together and raising Hannah together. I'm hoping maybe that much, will lift some of that sadness. Much like
1: Stephanie, and Erica, you had one family who's very accepting one family who's very much not accepting right. and conservative. So my so. question
0: is why couldn't Armando bring Hannah the states to the states if the mother has passed away.
1: Well, I'm sure he probably could, but you know, immigration laws are probably a, a bit prohibitive, especially uh, even with Mexico in the United States, it isn't as easy as you know,
0: unless you're on like a K 1 visa, but it but maybe there are tougher restrictions if it's a same sex couple. I don't know enough about,
1: well, yeah. So I would, I would, I would guess that yes, that would be a case just because of you know, bias that hasn't quite been broken down yet, that mm-hmm. it would probably be a little more difficult for a same sex couple but also you know People who come from Mexico, it's not as easy as, you know, the media might portray it as, oh, everybody just comes from Mexico. Like a lot of people, you know, they have to get here. They have to be snuck across. Right. And coming across legally is still very difficult, even from Mexico. So. True.
0: All right. So, Jenny and Sumit. Jenny's 62 years old. She lives in Palm Springs, California. Sumit's 32. He lives in Delhi, India. They met originally because Sumit was catfishing Jenny. Correct. Sumit was pretending to be a British guy, a very fit good looking British guy
1: like the Williams brother imagine that
0: exactly <laughs> exactly and somehow some way Jenny figured out that she was being catfished and that it was actually Smith. and if I'm not mistaken he finally just came clean to her yeah and said this is who I really am
1: but they had both fallen in love at that point
0: but at that point Jenny was like I don't care you're the person I fell in love with I don't care that you look like that other guy I don't care that you don't live in England I don't care that you live in India I'm gonna come meet you right so we didn't get to see this none of this was filmed jenny goes over there and it doesn't go well the family doesn't accept her she's this older white woman and sumit this now mind you this has been going on for like seven years it's been going on for a while so she leaves comes back to the united states but they continue to communicate right a couple years later sumit is in an arranged marriage He doesn't tell Jenny that he has gotten married in India. So they come on the show together on 90 Day Fiance the other way. Right. Jenny is selling everything she owns. She's cashing out her 401k. She is moving to India. He has found them a place. And what I remember about meeting them the first time is that she's waiting in the airport and she doesn't even know if he's going to show up. <laughs> I
1: remember, yes.
0: And finally he does. And they go to the this house, this apartment that they've rented. And, and from that point, there were a lot of things that like Sumit had quit his job and hadn't told Jenny that he had quit his job. And she's like, well, how are we going to make money? Like, How are we going to live? oh, by the way, my parents don't know. I told my parents that I had taken a job elsewhere and that's why I was leaving. Right. Then all of a sudden, there's a knock at the door. Jenny opens the door. It is Sumit and Sumit's father-in-law who says, I am the father of Sumit's wife. And the family comes in and it sounds like they physically remove him from the apartment and Jenny is like, oh my God, what just happened? So she packs everything up and she moves back to the United States. That happened in 2018 and seen last night.
1: Okay, here we go. So
0: we pick up with Jenny who now is living on the couch of her daughter's apartment. Right. Because she, she's already sold everything she owns to move to India in 2018 in the first place. Yep. Fast forward to the new season of The Other Way. It's now 2019 when what we saw last night was being filmed. Uh-huh. Jenny's living on the couch in her daughter's apartment, still in Palm Springs, yep. still living a pretty American life, even though obviously she's like, this kind of sucks. But her daughter and her daughter's wife, it's Christina and Jen.
1: Christina and Jen. So
0: so they're all like working out together and Jen and Christina are like still being very supportive despite everything that's happened. They're being very supportive.
1: But they're also being a little, you know, cautious and hesitant. They're, you know, they're definitely putting out there that, hey, this might not work out and if it doesn't, this needs to be the end of it.
0: Well, and Jenny says, I believe third time's the charm, and they say, well, for us, it's three strikes, you're out.
1: Right, exactly. So,
0: Jenny goes back to the apartment, she's now, like, FaceTiming with Sumit, and they seem still very in love with one another, there seems to be a lot of genuine affection between them, and Jenny is a little bit wiser now, and she's asking him about this divorce that he's going through because mm-hmm. he's divorcing the woman that he was in a pre-arranged marriage with and he has told her that he paid a fine the first time and the second time he's going to go back and the divorce is going to be done well on the facetime call jenny's like all right so what's going on with your divorce and he's like oh well i have to go make the second payment and she's like wait a minute you told me the second time everything was done and he's like well no it's the she pressed charges against me for mistreating her in the marriage and right. And Jenny's like, well, she was supposed to drop those charges. And so there's a lot of big question marks. There is
1: a lot of gray area right there.
0: And Jenny wants the proof now. Like, before I come back, I need to know that your family knows that I'm coming back, that we are going to be living together, that we are going to be in a relationship together. And then she says, well, can you go get your parents? And (laughs) can they come on and tell me that they know I'm coming back? I don't
1: know how she thought that was going to go, because nothing in the past has ever illustrated that this might go well this time.
0: Right. So Sumit, who is very... Very visibly uncomfortable with this and probably just got off the camera and walked out into the hallway and was like, I'll just wait here for a few minutes and then I'll come back and be like, that's not going to happen. So, sure enough, he comes back and he's like, My parents don't want to talk to you. And that is, that's upsetting to Jenny, which again, she's 62 and he's 32. Now, big age gaps, nothing new for this show, but I could also understand why his parents are still. They probably don't even speak English either.
1: Yeah, and I mean, he was, they had arranged a marriage. So obviously they felt like the best thing for him was to marry this other lady. And I know in other cultures, sometimes it's a whole situation of, well, this family has status. And so if we marry into them, then this improves everybody's lot in life and all that kind of stuff. So they probably look at it as, look, you are going against everything that we are trying to do culturally for for you to have a better life, to just kind of go off on your whim and do whatever you want. And so it probably is very upsetting for them.
0: But surprisingly, he is still living at their house house Yes. Um, and I get it that in Indian culture you do live with your parents until you get married and and then a lot of times then it flips and your parents move in with you right. and so I understand that but I, I was honestly surprised that they're even allowing him to get divorced because they're doing this kind of like uncontested you go your way I go my way dissolution of marriage well and the
1: thing is we talked about the uh, penalty and the fine that he has to pay is twenty thousand dollars it's not an insignificant amount of money and apparently his parents are helping him and pay for it yeah which is very surprising to me that they're right. like hey we're gonna float you 10 grand <laughs> it's a lot of money <laughs> it's a lot my
0: parents would be like mm. <laughs> so he does tell her that he's found a house for them and she's gonna love it and jenny is very still very excited to go back and jenny and smith round two we're oh. about to see what happens when she arrives back in india for us well it'll be her third time but our second time seeing it. i'm ready for it i'm ready all right Brittany and Yazin. Brittany is 26 years old she lives in Palm Beach Florida Yazin's 24 lives in Jordan now they met because she was in Chicago visiting family and Yazin's sister lives in Chicago as well in the same apartment building and they be- kind of became friends that I way right
1: above uh, her sister
0: yep they became friends that way and Brittany walked into Yazen's sister's apartment and Yazin's sister was FaceTiming with Yazin and she said that from the time she saw him they knew they were the Ones for each other. Now, as we are getting to know Miss Brittany, Brittany is a model, Brittany is a rapper, <laughs> Brittany is into like digital social media marketing. She lives a very influencer type lifestyle. Brittany has dated men who are upwards of 85 years old. <laughs> very openly admits that at one point they had to be very rich men before she would even consider giving them the time of day.
1: And somehow her braces worked in her advantage in those situations. I don't know what that even means. It makes
0: her look very juvenile. I think that's what she meant. It makes her look like a 16-year-old girl. And that's what these old men, these old creepy dudes (laughs) liked about it. So she looked like a little girl. Sick. That is pretty good. So Brittany, who seems to be all over the map, Britney who got engaged to Yazan after one week.
1: Yeah, it all seemed to come really quickly. She was in a previous relationship when she was 17. She met a guy. It sounded like it might have been abusive. He was definitely not very nice to her. But they stayed together for a very long time, apparently. Yeah. About, uh, about five or six years, it sounds like. And so now this that's when she transferred to dating only older gentlemen. Only
0: wealthy older gentlemen.
1: Wealthy older gentlemen. She's very
0: honest about that. She's
1: very honest about it. Then she met Yazin, who changed her whole perspective, I guess.
0: Now, the funny thing is that up until that point, she's definitely making herself out to look and sound like she's only focused on how much money a guy has. But then she very quickly goes, Look, he just graduated with his degree in engineering, but he's still working at his with his dad at an open air market. So she also seems to be very well aware of the fact that Yazin is not well to do. Right. What I can't there's something off about her. What is it? What is it that I can't put my finger on?
1: I don't know. I mean, I would agree that there's definitely something off about her. When you when we first are introduced to her, she's kinda of twerking in a music video it looks like
0: half naked wearing like clothes that are
1: yeah like a leatherish ready jumpsuit with like zipped down to her naval basically she
0: showed a picture of herself modeling and it's almost like she's wearing like a bikini top and a little skirt
1: and so knowing what we know about yazin already because we met a little bit about him and about his family being very conservative traditional muslim family it seems like this just wouldn't mesh and that she would realize that realize that too because it seems like she's aware that you know in the religion of Islam that women are expected to be a lot more conservative in all everything, in their mannerisms and the way they dress. And it seems like I don't know if she is just gonna say, Oh, when I get there that's all gonna change or if she is going to try to conform to that.
0: It sounds to me like every time it even gets brought up, she just tries to change the subject.
1: His beard is so cute
0: and his hair, whoever cut his hair did a great job. (laughs) And there's something, I don't, And as I was thinking about, I was like, okay, something about this is really bothering me and not sitting right with me. Like, what is it, what is it, what is it? And there was that part of me that went, oh, this girl is just on this show for social media fame. That's the first thing that came to my mind was that it doesn't seem like she's taking any of this seriously. Even the way she told her dad, which felt so insensitive.
1: It was, it was just kind of like, hey, I'm leaving this week. Just
0: bring it on him, by the way, Oh, so you're just going to leave your dog? I mean, is your dad... (laughs) Have you made preparations for your dog? Who's going to take care of your dog? Uh,
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess it seemed like the dad knew that she was going, but what it didn't seem like he knew is that she was going to be staying.
0: Right. He knew that she was... He thought she was going to visit.
1: Right, exactly. He didn't know that... So he was prepared to take care of the dog for, you know, a week or two. Right. (laughs) But now it might have to be a few years or a decade Oh,
0: by the way, the dog is yours now. (laughs) And even the, the dad's reaction with that... You know, I get that he he was kind of put on the spot, and he's like smiling, and she says, "Like I know he's smiling, but inward, I know I, inwardly, I know he's freaking right. out is that right that now."
1: His, is that his way of being nervously anxious or concerned, or is that just
0: and a, I think an there, act? there's so much inconsistency about the things that she's saying and the, the magnitude of what she's about to do that that that's where there's a huge disconnect for me and even when she's facetiming with Yasin and and he brings up, "Oh, I can't stay with you in the hotel because we're not legally married." So my family thinks that we should get married within a couple days and she can't even have a serious conversation with him about that. Right. The fact that she wouldn't say, "Okay, I understand that your family is extremely conservative and Muslim. So if you can't spend the night there with me at night, maybe we can still spend time together during the, during day. the day and in the evenings. And then I understand if you need to go sleep at your parents' house. Like, I, I get that. But she's very like, well, he better stay with me. And it's like, mm. very
1: unrealistic, that and
0: very immature, yeah. very emotionally immature and also very selfish on top of that. And then when you add in the part where she's just not even being rational and logical about what life is going to be like over there and what their relationship is going to be like once she's in Jordan, I don't know... it's just like seemingly like I said it just doesn't seem like she's taking any of this seriously
1: yeah we are definitely gonna find out pretty quickly like I said I mean it, she seems aware of the fact that she is moving and she's dating someone who is from a Muslim country where she they,
0: knows that much
1: right but where they take things you know extremely seriously and where you know it's a conservative lifestyle for females and so it's just very surprising that she seems so not necessarily resistant because we've seen in the past that you know some of the ladies are like no you you know, when we get there, it's definitely going to need to be a little different, a little more equity. But it seems like she's being unrealistic with her with her outlook so early on in this relationship.
0: Right. And and she refuses to have the conversation about converting to Islam, right? which would be a requirement if they are going to get married and start a family together in Jordan. Right. And that's where I just feel like she's obviously she's doing this for the reality TV fame, because if she were serious about it, she wouldn't be taking all of this so lightly
1: right and then we find out that she has a little bit of a secret which is supposedly the reason why she is trying to postpone any sort of immediate wedding when she moves there right she's be- she's saying that oh it's because i want my family to be involved which also once we find the secret if that's the real reason and she isn't really concerned about her family that would prove your point again well that's kind of immature that you wouldn't really want your family there and that wouldn't be one of the main reasons
0: also she hasn't told Yazan any of this and right. as she goes goes to talk to this attorney last night, the attorney's like, you should probably put all this out on the table before you go.
1: The fact that she's still married to her relationship that she met when she was 17. Uh, coincidentally enough he was actually from Haiti and he got deported and so again one of her reactions was oh well cool that solves my problem because no,
0: she, no, she was in a bad relationship. That doesn't solve your problem. And she thought
1: well now that he's deported nothing to worry about. Woo glad that's over with.
0: And as we've seen when it comes to Muslim weddings if you have been married in the past you have to show the divorce papers the proof. Mhm you it's not even really it's very much frowned upon to have been divorced in the first place and she's not even divorced yet so this is very reminiscent of like rebecca and zied where she goes over there and doesn't tell zied by the way i'm still legally married so the attorney is telling her that it could take upwards of nine ten months before this divorce can be finalized, she hasn't told Yazin any of this. She's getting ready to go over there. They are engaged. He is expecting that they're going to get married pretty quickly so that they can live together. And this just has like WTF written all <laughs> over it. Like, what are you thinking
1: it seems like it's going to go very poorly very quickly but I mean, we've been surprised before we have been
0: surprised before and based on the previews there are going to be some very volatile explosive moments i think she's going to get a reality check real quick when she gets right. there and not to mention in a couple of the previews he ex- exhibits some um, aggressive behavior mm-hmm. so there's a lot about this couple i i'm already extremely fascinated by her and yet at the the same time, I'm not coming into it with the most positive so opinion of her. 180
1: degrees from from Yazin and Brittany to. Armando and Kenneth like they're 180 from each other 180
0: polar opposite ends of the spectrum what if
1: TLC flips it on us and then
0: hey they've done it before (laughs) but you know what I'm always trying to think three four steps ahead so I'm going to be on you TLC every step of the way now important we normally do episodes of reality bites every Monday because 90 day fiance before the 90 days was airing on Sunday nights moving forward if 90 day fiance the other way is going to air on Mondays you won't get new episodes from us until Tuesday, because obviously we can't talk about the episode until it's aired on television.
1: Right, we're not that cool with TLC yet, where they give us the uh, advance.
0: So I hate to be the bear, like switch things up out of nowhere. Because Monday has been a very consistent thing for us, but we have to follow the schedule of the show. And like I said, moving forward, we will try to figure out how to cover everything, all of the content, all of the different variations of the show. We'll do the best we can. (laughs) Don't forget to find Reality Bites on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you listen to podcasts. Rate and subscribe.